Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Poor Charles Style. I am your host, Tony Ann, and with me today, I've got Ariet, Dylan, Nick, and Sarah. Say hello, everybody. Hi, y'all. Hi. We have no news this week, so I'm just going to jump us right into critical cases. And our first one is Willow is not happy to find out Nina is her mother and actually contemplating refusing refusing or delaying her transplant. And I just have one question. Does Willow want to die? Like, are we supposed to be rooting for cancer? She hates Nina. She just hates Nina so much with reason, of course, like Nina hasn't been the best person to her and just, just their relationship over the last, I don't know, couple of years has just been shit. So I can understand why she doesn't want it from Nina but at the same time like girl you're gonna die otherwise (laughs) your first your first option kind of fell through because the person wasn't healthy enough to be your your donor and then here you have a second chance and yes it's shitty that it's Nina and it's shitty that Nina is your mom but like you've been holding out on doing certain certain um treatment because you're pregnant and you want to be healthy for your kid and you want the healthiest kid but then take the transplant so that you can be this mom to the child that you've been fighting hard to you know to keep healthy that's like i get the nina part that's completely understandable yeah it's her the doctors are all telling her hey you can deliver at eight months it's fine and she's like, no, I'm going to wait. That's where I, <laughs> that's where she's losing me. Like, I was completely Team Willow when she decided early enough in her pregnancy to wait. Like, I completely yeah. understood, given her history and what happened, you know, with losing her child, that she didn't want to put another child at risk. I get that. However, the doctors and everybody and their mother are telling you that your child will be healthy. You need to do this. And she is saying, no, I want to wait. I never wanted Michael to declare her mentally incompetent and force her to have a child so much in my life. Cause I'm like, at this point you're very, (laughs) she was, it just came across like, you're not thinking clearly. Like thankfully she changed her mind, but I'm like, do you want to die? That's literally all I kept asking all week is, do you want to die? And with Michael, I don't like, he's so, he's very very jason like he prides himself on not taking away people's choices so i didn't i wouldn't think he'd do that but it at if if it came down to it he would have to but thankfully yeah. she changed her mind i just because want I, I just I, want nina's a match so we can get over it. like i just please I want this let nina be a match <laughs> she probably won't be damn it <laughs> And I'm and kind of okay with that. Yeah, I kind of I, prefer it if she wasn't, to be honest. Yeah, from a storyline perspective, yes. From a I'm ready to get this over perspective, just let her be the match so we can move on. It's also not realistic for her to be the match because in every other cancer story that soaps have ever told, including cancer stories that this show has told, they always tell you that parents are not a good match and it's always better to come from a sibling. Yeah. So are we so, going to undead now? I said it last week. Her death was murky. Um, yeah, because we didn't actually see the body they supposedly found. Nope. 
It's not like Shiloh where they were putting a spotlight on his dead body in the middle of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So if if they're going to keep that same energy of, well, it's better if it comes from a sibling, I think we're going to undead now at some point. But then it has to happen quickly because Willow otherwise, is otherwise about to Michael- give birth and she's pretty much on death's door at this point. Yeah. yeah. They could recast her. Just bring her back yeah. with a new face. Maybe she's already in town. <laughs> I mean. Who knows? Maybe. Dylan, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, like it was. It was a bit much. <laughs> but like, I get it. It's the it's the Nina of it all. That's like kind of making her be a tiny bit irrational yeah yeah if it was anybody else literally anybody else yeah literally anyone else like if it was lucy or laura or like literally anyone else no um i didn't put this particularly on the on the on the outline but it kind of fits in with the topic that we're discussing so i'm going to pose a question there was a line she said this week i think when she was talking to Sasha about how she was better off with Harmony than having Nina as a mother. Soap Twitter got themselves in a tizzy over that line. I personally heard her sarcasm in her voice when she said it. I didn't actually think she was serious. What did y'all think? I was indifferent to it. I mean, and I say that because Harmony is kind of, the only mother she's ever known so for me it makes sense that she she would say she was better off with harmony as a mother um yeah i was indifferent i mean if she was sarcastic okay but ah you know soap twitter is a is a weird place they have weird takes and for them to be in a tizzy about this particular thing, I think that's just silly. Because why why wouldn't Willow feel that way? Because the takes that I saw is that that line basically was saying that Nina is worse than Harmony. And I don't think that's what they were aiming for, but that's Me what either. people took it as. Me either. I mean, Harmony's the only mom she's she's known so and yeah. harmony's at least tried like okay granted she failed epically but there have <laughs> been moments where she tried to be a better person all that yeah. nina has done in the recent past is prove to to willow <laughs> why giving her a second chance wasn't worth it so even yeah, from that aspect i could see it I don't like that she said it because of because I know what I know, but also because I'm a real person and I know what I know about children and abusive parents. Like it's very that's normal. Like that's 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 typically what happens. Yeah. You're you regardless of the history, that was still the only mother she knew. That was only the that was the only parent she knew because the adoptive father died when she was young. So like Harmony raised her. She didn't do a great job raising her, but she raised her. That's the only yeah. mom. She, 
that's the only reference for a mother she has. Now she's being told that a woman who has proven to be a terrible person is her mother, is her biological mother. Uh, she probably would prefer to stick with the devil she knows. Like Exactly. It's really <laughs> yeah. one of those things. It's really one of those things. The devil, you know, is better than the one you don't. And for me, that's how I took it. Yeah. I don't like that she said it, but I get why she said it. Okay. And now we can kind of move on to the Carly aspect of all of this. I have a feeling we're going to have an interesting discussion about this. The truth is out, and the only people mad at Carly are Sunny, Nina, and Liesel. Is this written correctly, or did Carly get off too easy? And Nina is also trying to push her anger down and focus on saving Willow. I have a question. Who exactly is supposed to outcast Carly for this? That many people on the canvas don't like Nina. Like, I, like, I get it. We want Carly That to- part. Because, <laughs> like, let's go back to the Nixon Falls of it all. Did Maxie turn her back on Nina? No. Did Liesel turn her back on Nina? Did Britt turn his turn her back on Nina? Did Curtis turn his back on Nina? But y'all no, want but y'all true. want Carly to be the town pariah. Like I'm just saying <laughs> at a certain point. It's unrealistic. Yeah. Y'all's agenda is showing. That's all I'm saying. That's it's like we 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 want unrealistic consequences for some of these characters and it would never happen it's not like nina was audrey hardy or lila quartermain like <laughs> the whole town yeah. it's is not, not like she did this to laura yeah it's yeah. the whole town is not going to turn on carly because she won up nina it's it's not going to happen yeah. now that aside i do wish michael was a bit was upset longer than two seconds that's kind of where i what that's kind of where i am because i'm like um, why would he be yeah now that's i'm my gonna thing. ask you why would he be why would he be? because in other situations yes he's been upset with carly but eventually he forgives her yeah I just, like, just those other some... situations were very specific yeah. like the thing with aj, AJ? they were very specific in which he asked you know, he literally went to Sonny, like, leave my, you know, don't, don't hurt my dad, leave him alone, da, 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 da. He was promised that they would. And then Sonny murdered his father. And then they covered it up and they lied to him, to yeah. his face for an extended period of time. Yeah. These things are yeah. not the same. Exactly. And, and that's the thing with Michael, he'll be upset with Carly, but he, always forgives her so for me for him not to be upset longer it tracks that's who michael is especially when it comes to carly and again the nina of it all why would he be upset that she kept this woman away from his family it was his harping on oh you took willow's choice away from her and i was like okay that's something he's always hated them doing so I figured he would have been a bit more, a bit upset longer because of that specific aspect. I, no, didn't, think, I, didn't, I didn't think he would ever cut her out of his life because that's when not it, him. When it comes to Carly, when it comes to Carly, when it comes to Carly, Michael changes the goalpost depending on the situation. So I'm not surprised at all. It didn't surprise me. I just wanted 
it to last a bit longer and for it to I, be that for that specific reason. But I get it. I also think if Willow was not dying of cancer, he probably would spend a little bit more time on it. I think the cancer aspect of this story is in a way usurping the dramatic after effects that we would get if this had been exposed under normal circumstances. Maybe. I don't know. For Michael, his reaction tracks. Yes, he's upset. Eventually he forgives Carly. Was this too soon? I guess it depends on how you look at it, but I think this is very in character for Michael. He was very in character. Like he didn't it didn't shock me. I just wanted him to be upset a bit longer. Fair. Yeah, fair, definitely, because I'm right there with you. Um, but I also want to give like huge props to Cynthia Watros this week because watching Nina process getting her dream and then the possibility that her dream could be taken away from her and there's nothing she can do about it, while also juggling the fact that this was kept from her for so long. Like she kind of went through the gamut this week and Cynthia Watros played that beautifully. Yeah, I, I agree. Really I think in Tuesday's episode, I was like, Nina is so effing delusional. Like she mm-hmm. thinks that because she's found, she's found her daughter, everything is going to be rainbows and butterflies. And it's going to be, you know, one big happy family. And then as I was watching through, through the week, I'm like, okay, this is just her way of like going through all the, the different stages of getting this news. Cause by the end of the week, she's just like, yeah, Willow hates me. Um, where do we go from here and I appreciated that but at the beginning of the week I'm like girl you're so delusional (laughs) what I what I appreciate about that is the fact that this has been consistent throughout the recast even when Michelle Stafford was in the role Nina was completely deluded now she's a little less unhinged with Cynthia in the role but Nina is still delusional as fuck yeah delusions of grandeur are like ingrained in her dna at this point yeah she the moment she was like oh she walked into the room and she was like oh i'm your mother and willow's like bitch and like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I think I, again i don't like willow but why would that revelation suddenly change those feelings that those experiences don't go away she still had to deal with you as a terrible person yeah it would be different if you had just happened to be someone she knew from around town who wasn't wreaking havoc in her life specifically but that's not the case pump the brakes nina just relax just figure out how to save her if you can and then y'all can figure the rest out later you can't be her mother right now yeah no the best way you can be her mom is to give her what she needs and what she needs right now is space and maybe bone marrow (laughs) (laughs) that too (laughs) that too like give give her the chance to be a mom because you didn't have that you could possibly give her that and maybe with this new lease on life maybe she'll decide to open the door a little bit I mean that it could take her a minute to get there but who knows when Willow is you know on the other side of this and holding her new child in her arms and looking at Wiley, she may be, she may decide that, you know, I'm here to raise my kids 
because of Nina, I have to kind of let the past go and try to give her a chance. But does she though? Just because Nina gave her bone marrow, like she doesn't owe her anything. I'm sorry. I mean, true, but and... I totally can see where they might take that story. Like if they decide to do it that way, I'd be fine if they didn't because she more than justified in keeping her away too. I totally agree. I think that's kind of the the formula for soaps. You know, you hate, it's like, oh, we hate each other, but we find out we're related. And now someone, one one person needs the other person. And okay, you help me now. Now we're besties. And I just, I hope it takes time together. I, I think that's where we're eventually going to go. I hope we don't, but if that's where we're going, it needs to take more than Okay, Willow has the bone mirror. Oh, I have a child now. It needs to know its grandmother. Okay, Nina, fine. We're okay now. Let's be a one big happy family. I don't want that. No, it doesn't need that doesn't need to happen that way at all. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for this particular um topic. We can move into our next one. This this one was fun. Uh, Valentine and Anna are closing in on Lucy with a little help from Valentine's friends and they find a little bit of spare time for romance in the city of love in Paris. What did we think of Valentine and Anna this week? Because for me, it kind of felt like a little spot of happiness amidst all of the other turmoil and stuff. That French woman was in danger. <laughs> <laughs> when she pulled out that gun, I screamed. <laughs> Anna, Listen, relax. <laughs> Listen, I don't. So cute. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I really want to know do the French actually greet people like that? Because um, I would have Not on the many lips. questions. I would have many questions. Not on the she... lips, but definitely the two kisses. Like people that you know, obviously, not random strangers, but definitely the two kisses on the cheeks. Yes. I, I yeah, think she and Valentine were former lovers. That that oh, was oh for problem. sure. That was very clear. That was very clear. <laughs> very clear. Like and 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 it was like I, I, she trusts Valentine, but she's like, yeah, this bitch needs to step off my man. Yeah. <laughs> and it was cute, and the little boy was cute too. And the little first was hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> And I, I'm kind of loving that we are getting the Valentine and Anna sexual healing world tour. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't expect that. Because <laughs> it's like everywhere, everywhere they go, they've just been finding little moments of romance. And I kind of love that. That's cute, though. I feel like they should. I mean, I was going to say they don't have any kids, but Valentine has has uh what's her name charlotte? charlotte charlotte where is she living with laura is she no i thought she no she's in um is she is no. she in boarding school i think she's in boarding, the boarding school. school no they rescued her from the boarding school they did? oh yeah oh, i forgot geez. about that yeah that was Jeannie francis's return remember they were oh, she came yeah. she came in as the nun and she and kevin got valentine and charlotte out of that place and and charlotte's been living with laura since they came home that, was, that recast was so pointless. So Sorry. pointless. They should have kept the original Charlotte. Yeah. I genuinely forgot that happened. But yeah, that did Me happen. Me too. 
And we got confirmation that Lucy's alive. I mean, I think we knew, but now we really know. Because was it the little the little boy was describing Lucy to a T, and I was just so happy to know that Lucy's alive. That was funny. Someone on, someone on the timeline said the little boy was um, the little Violet's girl, brother. Yeah, yeah that's yep. the, little, the little girl that plays Violet. That's a real. Yeah, boy. they look alike. They really do. So, so cute. cute. Yeah. Do are they? Do they have French background or just French? Training? Yes, I believe. Okay, uh, I believe their father is French. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was going to say, well, his French is really good. Because you know, in a lot of shows or movies where they have to, um, put on a French accent, like like Anna and Valentine did. Like you can tell when people don't actually speak the language, and I was like, "Wow, his this is really good." So I figured, yeah, they were probably French or have some sort of French training. But I am definitely enjoying Valentine and Anna's little spy caper, and I cannot wait to see them rescue Lucy. I like that they keep it sexy. Yeah, right. They need to do that with more couples on the show. They really do. Instead of the yeah, never ending. <clears throat> angst when they aren't even together listen the permanent state of blue balls that has been going through poor charles is literally <laughs> just it's ridiculous so dumb. it's cr- it's criminal at this point because they do it with all of them and it like and like literally no but like because not even jordan's having any sex like it's crazy like tanisha harper has not had to film a love scene her entire time playing jordan and oh, she's so fine. So gorgeous. She needs to run through the groomsmen at, at um, Portia and Curtis's wedding. I'm tired. <laughs> like Tomb Raider. <laughs> she should be like, you took my husband, I'm going to take your cousin, bitch. <laughs> I asked Call for the stepmother. I... <laughs> oh, I forgot her dad's coming too. Oh, that should be interesting. Oh, I, I did ask for Jordan to... Um, hook up with whoever that new guy is because they would be very pretty together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gavin Houston can stay. He's a decent actor, and women like to look at him. Just keep, put him on contract, Frank. Stop playing. Yes. Send him a text. Send him a text and give him a contract. <laughs> send him a text. Well, I mean, if that's how we're hiring people these days, why not? Right. And he's from Jersey, so I'll champion that. <laughs> so we've upgraded from parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Parking, I, think, I think parking lot upgrade is now our podcast title. <laughs> that's, yeah, fitting. Oh, that's funny as hell. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of funny as hell, why don't we move into our next critical case? Heather and Ryan brainstorm how to free Esme, and Heather is thrilled when Esme shows up at Spring Ridge. And can I just say that I am having so much fun? Is it Allie Mills who's playing Heather? Yes. Yes. I love her so <laughs> much. So, so much. Like, she is my Heather. She I love her. She's doing such a great job. Yeah, she really is. And then the the chemistry that her and John have is just insane. Like they're actually crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> and 
what's crazy is you can see both Heather and Ryan in Esme. Like knowing those yeah. are her parents, you totally makes see sense. makes <laughs> complete sense why she is as insane as she is while also being as super methodical as she is. Yeah. 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 Not, as I was watching their scene together, I'm just like, how did these two people one day were like, yeah, you know what? We're in the same room. I'm kind of feeling feelings down there. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Uh, the way he cannot stand Heather, <laughs> so obsessed with Ava. He was, oh no, he was dragging her so subtly. And I'm just like, how I, I'm confused at how you know what I'm thinking got together know, and made a child. You know how when Lisa Liesel and um Faison were together, he made her cosplay as Anna. I'm wondering if Ryan made Heather cosplay as Felicia. I don't <laughs> you yeah. know what? Heather's crazy enough to do that too. They met how did they explained how they met? They met um she was living in the woods. I don't know what he was doing or how they could cross paths, but she was living in the woods and they were using different names. Yeah. They were using aliases and they, I guess they just had a romance and she disappeared. And I guess he was able to keep tabs on her and found out about Esme. But it's yeah. them actually, thank God they didn't say, oh, they had a happy life together because that would have just been weird. <laughs> Very, <laughs> like, really weird. Like, nah, I don't believe that. But them both using false names and hooking up and then moving on makes complete sense. Yeah. And it, and it feels like... <laughs> now, are we in agreement that Heather only became the hooker to get suspicion off of Esme? We don't actually think that she hooked... Brando, yeah, she didn't. Yeah, she did not hook everyone. Like at most, she's she's responsible for Rory and Britt. Yeah, yes, but Ava, Brando, and Diane was somebody else. At least in in my view. Same here. I yeah, yeah. These yeah. I'm iffy on Diane. Maybe she did Diane, but I'm iffy on that one. I don't know why. But yeah, Brando and Ava were definitely not her. I'm just waiting to see. I don't know if I want it to be the ADA though. That's the weird part. I'm happy. I'm happy Esme is in Spring Ridge though, because they were. But why tra- is she in Spring Ridge and not Pennville? I like, think probably. Thing, I think probably Ridge because is, isn't it for like criminally insane people? I know because of the amnesia. There. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, guessing it's yeah. I'm guessing it's because of the amnesia and that she needs she needs to go to psychiatric a, a, care, a psychiatric facility okay. in order to be able to evaluate if this is legit or not and try okay. to fix it. And then once she gets her memory back, they would then probably transfer her to Pentonville. Plus, they have to see if she can. I mean, now this kind of goes into the. Uh, legal letter of the law i'm not really clear on this answer but can she stand trial if she doesn't remember what she did i think she can there's probably real life precedent um for that because you have to be of sound mind and are you if you don't actually remember the crimes you're being accused of 
Um, just from what? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, you can argue that she is of sound mind. Just because she doesn't remember, it doesn't mean she's not of sound mind. Yeah, she's not like, she's not, from what we're seeing right now, she doesn't come off as incapacitated. Like, or Exactly. Like, or completely out of her mind. She just doesn't remember recent events or moment, her life. But she's seems to be able to function like a normal human being. Yeah, because there's like actual cases where people have claimed to have been under the influence of like drugs or alcohol and not being in. And so they can't remember the crime. Yeah, yeah. they're still charged. They're still convicted. Yeah. They're still sent to jail. Okay. There's a mountain of evidence. I don't know if it's just me, but this week is the first time that I believe that Esme could actually have amnesia. I'm still 60 40, to be honest, and 60 is leaning towards faking it. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's how Avery's playing it, but this week I was just like, maybe she's actually. Has amnesia, has amnesia, and she doesn't remember anything. I think it was also maybe the way she reacted to being in Spring Ridge because, like, Esme's been there before, and it she seemed completely freaked out by the entire thing. You, I don't even think it's that. You know, with Esme, when she's manipulating people, um, for example, Nicholas, anytime she'd be manipulating Nicholas and she gives him a hug, we get a smirk out of her. I think because she's not giving us those kind of cues, that's why I'm inclined to believe she's not faking. But I mean, who is she going to give the cues to at the same time? Exactly. She would. I mean, she, there could be like little subtle things she gives to the camera, but. And she's not doing that right now. So for me, that's why I'm just like, hmm, maybe she's not faking. But she could also be playing the long game. I think yeah. I'm 50-50 I'm with you too. Her recognizing Kevin is what made me doubt her. Because mm. she immediately recognized him and then it felt like she tried to play it off. Now mm. but I don't she, think she recognized Kevin. I think she recognized Ryan. That's why I don't that's why I don't yeah. know for sure if she's if she's faking it. Or if, like, maybe she has amnesia, but there's something trying to come back. And Ryan's face, Ryan's face was the first thing she recognized. And she's holding on to that. Because she thinks it's a connection to her old life, because it is. But that made me question whether she was telling the truth or not. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait to see her see Ryan in Spring Ridge. Like, the first time she gets a look at Ryan... Because they don't know she, well, Heather knows now because Heather's interacting with her, but Ryan wasn't aware of the amnesia, was he? Was he? Um, no, I think they are. I think they talked about, I think him and Heather talked about it. Yeah, they did talk about it. Okay, because so, so much happened that I kind of forgot that, but it's going to be very interesting to see Esme and Ryan interacting with her having amnesia. <laughs> She's, uh, I think she's fake. I think that's when, when she sees Ryan, if she is faking, when she sees Ryan, I think that's when she's going to snap out of her faking it. Or she'll let something slip. She'll expose herself. Yeah. 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 That's what I think. Well, I guess we can kind of move on to our last critical case here, which 
Oh, boy. Spencer. Spencer wants custody of his sibling and goes to Diane for help. He also wants Ava's help to destroy his father. Spencer, sweetie, what are you doing? This is this is not this is not what you need to be doing right now. That boy has no business trying to get custody right. of his sibling. Which I like, still I under- smell like prison, sir. You still smell like pit. Right? <laughs> like I understand the impulse. I just, sir. It doesn't make you can't sense. Raise a cactus. Literally. <laughs> But at this point, can can Nicholas? <laughs> but no, Nicholas has always that... been a shit father. Nicholas which can is... barely take care of himself, so which of is exactly he has no Spencer. That's which Spencer's is exactly point. Spencer's point. <laughs> but what is he going to do with the kid? <laughs> Give him to 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 Grandma Laura to raise. Like that's basically where this is going to. Then end Laura up. should be. Then Laura should be fighting for. Yeah, custody. that's why he. I think he should have brought Laura with him. Maybe he could have blindsided her with that idea. But he, him going on his own is just right. It's, Even it's, Diane's reaction was like, "Boy, what? <laughs> Are you dumb?" <laughs> I just, which I mean, and she's going to do it because you know she'll cash a check. But like, that's the thing. One thing about Diane, you cannot play about her money. No, she's give her the money. She'll be, she'll do it. She may question it, but she'll but she'll, she'll do it. Try to yeah. <laughs> I just like I have a theory, and I've told Dylan this, and I think I've mentioned it in the group chat. He because um didn't I think Alexis told him, hey, tell Trina what's or Ava was it Alexis? Ava told told it was Ava. Tell Trina what's going on. I think he's going to tell Trina. She's going to look at him like he's crazy. And then once she finds out about her paternity. She's going to be Team Spencer. Let's get that baby. Yeah. Because she's going to be like, I'm sick of having parents who lie to me. Let's save your, let's save, let's save your sibling from growing up with terrible parents. Whatever her excuse is, I feel like that's coming. Whether they actually get the baby or not is a different story what i think will happen which i know dylan doesn't want what i think is gonna is gonna happen is they're gonna elope okay so just to to, get this baby to get the baby they're not going to get the baby and then they're going to be stuck married and then they're gonna have to figure out what exactly it is they're doing but that's what i think they're gonna do i don't know but i think that's what's happening why Hmm, okay we should have the because they're 20 and they're stupid that's why (laughs) no 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 no. that's that's not where i was going where i was going is what is general hospitals uh fixation on the marriage of convenience as a on-ramp to love like i don't it's a trope such a trope not only is it H, okay, now we're getting into what I actually do, um, <laughs> but Marriage of Convenience is one of the most popular romance novel tropes. Oh, no, I totally know that and get that. I just, GH does not seem to be executing it well in recent past. Look at Michael and Willow. Well, I think that was a chemistry issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah that I thing- mean, they... Because if you look at that objectively, uh, I hate when I have to do this. I don't like defending (laughs) characters. I don't like 
dips that I don't like. But if we jump in the Wayback Machine and we jump way back to when they first met, Michael was into Willow before Chase was. Yeah, when they met in that grief. Oh, group. yeah, the whole grief support thing. Yeah. Just because we didn't believe it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, just because that was not, listen, just because at first she was with the one that I wanted her to be with doesn't mean she didn't end up with the one that the her story the was plotted for her to end up with all along. Yeah. Because if you go back and you actually look at them from beginning to end, that they were all they were meant to be in they were written as if they uh, were meant to be in I hated the fact that they were the story I hated <laughs> it's like I hated it so much <laughs> like you don't have to like it but they were the story yeah the entire time they were the story um, I just don't I mean I, I will accept any and all story that they give me for Spencer and Trina but I just don't know why they can't date like normal normal like 20 year olds like you have a point however i'm just going to say look at the last few couples that they've done no not even a marriage of convenience but have had in each other's orbit brooklyn and chase they were you know remember what they did they got together and pretended to be the parents of Maxie's was it Maxie's Maxie's yeah, kid? It was, yeah, yeah, it was Maxie's kid. <laughs> and, and then they fell in love in the process. Like yeah. I just <laughs> they they do this long game where they have people quote unquote pretend to be an item, and or for whatever reason, and then they fall in love, and then they don't know where to go after it. They don't know how to get them out of that into an actual relationship. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Every writer seems to have like a trope that they love to reuse over and over and over again. And if you look back at all the different soaps, I'm sure you can kind of pinpoint which trope begins to which writer. Yep. Um, the fake relationship trope. Is definitely is, Chris and Dan's. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been all over the canvas the entire time they've been writing. Yep. Like, what's it called? Um, they didn't do a fake relationship, but uh, uh, Nina and Sonny they were dancing around each other. They slept together. His marriage fell apart because they slept together. And well, his marriage ended because they slept together. And it took about maybe three to six months for them to actually be in a relationship. Like now, now they're dating. But before, remember that weird space where they were yeah. just, he was like, I love you. And she was like, I love you too. But what are we? And, and they did it for about yeah. three or four months. And then they finally decided, okay, we're actually together. I, I think that once they can make people fall in love, they can tell us a convincing love story, but they don't know how to get past that and actually portray a relationship. Which yeah. is weird because they kind of like grew up in this genre. So you would think you would kind of know how to do it. So I don't know why that's always where they get stuck. Because I think it's because of who they grew up under. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll be nice today. <laughs> today. <laughs> yes, today. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Spencer and Trina are going to elope after she gets pissed off at her mom. And then they're going to be married, sitting in one <laughs> looking at each other stupid with no do baby. Think, <laughs> do, would they be messy enough to actually get married at Portia and Curtis's wedding? 
don't think they're gonna do that. Jesus Christ, I don't think they're gonna do that. That I don't even think Spencer's invited. No, I don't. He wouldn't be invited. One now, could she possibly be? Could it possibly be the same day and she's wearing that same dress she's gonna be wearing? It's possible. Possibly. Possible. I don't. I don't see. I wouldn't be surprised. But, but I don't think it's definitely it, not happening, happening at, at the, the wedding. wedding. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. she, I think she's going to leave the wedding. Yeah. Well, that's basically it for our main stories for the week. So now we can head on into making the rounds. We've got Spencer drags Joss for how she treated Cam. Cameron sees Joss and Dex together. Dex tells Joss he will quit working for Sonny in six months. Portia and Curtis try to convince Marshall to verify his diagnosis. Liz and Finn tell Violet about their breakup. And there's one more thing I'm going to throw in here. Victor continues to uh, have the goods on Nicholas and basically throws him out of his house. (laughs) So Dylan, why don't you start us off? What are you picking for making the rounds? I am going to pick Spencer dragging Joss for how she treated Cam. Um, And the reason I'm going to pick that is because I love the parallels between Spencer and Cameron and Lucky and Nicholas. Oh, yes. Because both of those relationships started off very contentious. (laughs) Like, even when they were little kids, Spencer was not here for Cameron. I mean, he called him a townie every other day. Who's an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and like when Nicholas, I don't. If you weren't watching Nicholas's introduction story, um, lucky <laughs> to say that he was unpleasant when it came to Nicholas is oh, that's very very polite. kind. <laughs> He he was not here for him in any way, shape, or form. It took a while for the two of them to like come together and be like as close as they were. And so I love seeing like the parallels between that relationship and Cam and Spencer's relationship. And Spencer was like <laughs> This is my family. Nobody's hurting my cousin. He's not going to drag you, but I will. And it kind of reminded me of, remember when Nick had that tumor? And it was basically just like his truth button. And he was going off on everybody. There was Mm -hmm. a specific scene at um, Windermere. I think it was during, it might have been during the black and white ball. um, Where he went off on Elizabeth for lying to Lucky. And then Emily was trying to defend her and he went off on Emily because he was like, Lucky was your friend before you ever knew she existed. Ooh, and it was I remember the that. Truth. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, I <clears throat> love seeing when those boys like channel their day. And yeah, I, I don't care. Lucky is Cameron's father. I don't care. Argue with the wall. <laughs> I just, I, I like it when those boys like channel that bond and that vibe and Cameron needs someone to stick up for him because yeah. he's too nice to do it himself that no. part I don't get why he's so nice I don't understand it yeah 
let him be messy. Let him be let him be Xander Smith's child. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, too, and I didn't mind that, like, even like the Spencer Joss scenes, because I'm I'm gonna piggyback off of what you said, Dylan, and, and pick the same thing, because I want to kind of discuss the actual Spencer Joss conversation because it 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 gave to me too, like, I'm going to stick up for Cam, but you and I are friends too. And I'm going to tell you the truth. And the truth is you're doing him dirty. I can see it. And I'm going to call you on it. And he deserves better than that. And I kind of love that because it. I love that Joss and Spencer also have this friendship where they can be brutally honest with each other, but still at the end of the day, still be friends, no matter how brutal they get with each other. Yeah, and it was very reminiscent of the conversations that they've had about him and Trina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, where is she? Like, right? <laughs> like why? Great are they question. Her, why are they keeping her out of this story? It's, it's not weird. Be about her, but she should be involved. There, Jaws and Cameron are two are her two best friends. Does she even know they broke up? That's what I'm like. I'm confused. Like, why is she suddenly? Why did she suddenly disappear? She must know, but they're keeping her off screen for the whole wedding stuff, I imagine. But she must know. I mean, her and Joss are roommates. But she has not, to know. She's not staying there. She's staying at the house mm. because of, because of what's going on with because of the what hooker. was going on with Esme. Yeah, I was trying not to say the hooker, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> It's been glaring that they're all discussing this. It's we're getting fallout. Not Trina's not nowhere to be found. It's weird. It's weird. Trina is in this story where Cam was during her trial, because Cam yeah. should have been all up in her trial, and he was he completely disappeared for like ninety percent of it, except when he had to testify. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird. She's just not here. Nick, what is your in other news pick? Um, I'm probably in the minority, but I don't care. Um, Portia and Curtis try to convince Marshall to verify his diagnosis. Um, I I really enjoyed the scenes, and I didn't expect to. Um, Me either. And one thing, Portia has been pushing this since Curtis got his test results back. And um, Marshall has been in denial. He does not want to touch this subject. He does not want to go into this. And it was kind of heartbreaking for him to see him realize I basically gave up my entire life, possibly for a mistake. Yeah. And some of was like, oh, well, it seems like Porsche is just um, pushing this because of Trina. I'm like, she already knows about Trina. Like, she, <laughs> the, her hopes were, were well supposedly her hopes were were everything was fixed when Curtis was proven um not to have the markers but this now is just she, her this is just yeah. her doctor brain not being able to unscramble this mystery yeah her doctor brain and she's actually concerned for Marshall and that's going to be her that's going to be her father-in-law soon like she cares about him because she cares about Curtis so seeing him push back at her was kind of hard to watch and do I think she handled it the best way no but do I get why she's doing it yeah she, as a doctor her brain is like well 
so let's be real call out the elephant in the room as a black doctor her brain is like well black people get misdiagnosed often mm -hmm. and it happens all the time where we go in for treatment for one thing oh they say something else is wrong with us and we end up on a medication that we're not supposed to be taking for the rest of our lives and it would be different if he just took this medication and went back home he never went home because of this supposed illness that he had yes. so if if he doesn't have it he i can all that time with his family with his with his family with his sons with his grandson yeah. his wife is his wife is dead his oldest son is dead he he lost everything so yeah. i get him fighting so hard to not go back there um i would be interested in seeing what what else they do with the story would he go to therapy or what if if he's not schizophrenic what actually is wrong with him or was there anything wrong with him at all and if there wasn't he needs to sue somebody yeah because yeah. why was that where i mean mm. <laughs> i don't think yeah like <laughs> i don't think that they're gonna go here yeah me either. but um Black people are more likely to be misdiagnosed. And specifically when it comes to schizophrenia, Black people who have something like, it, there was a study in 2019 by Rutgers University that showed that Black people who actually had major depression were more likely to be misdiagnosed as schizophrenic. That was in 2019. So imagine if we're still doing that now, what it was like back in the day mm -hmm. so like and i get i and like i said i don't know that they're going to go here but medical racism is a thing and it severely impacts marginalized communities and like nick and i talked about it a little bit in our dms like it was really off-putting to see people on the timeline kind of just like downplaying the story yeah they were trivializing it to oh he doesn't want to play the clarinet in public but that's literally not the case he plays with a band not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and it's very telling y'all want these stories but not for these people mm -hmm. there was literally a post that was like the Ashfords can go on the back burner and we can get some stories for the Davis girls. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to let you sit with that. You got every other story on the canvas is about white people. Because let's we see Brad and Selena every blue moon. You know. Every, like, every three weeks on a good month. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have every other story on the canvas but you want to ship the people of color to the back burner to bring up three more white women because mm -hmm. <laughs> we we don't have enough especially on this show we have more than enough and it's just i don't know it's just one of those things where i just wish that people would critically engage with the media that they're watching because sometimes, 
don't know. Sometimes y'all are very frustrating with the things that you dismiss out of hand. Yeah. I will say when the scenes when the scene started and it was just about him not like being unable to like before they had the conversation I did not care. The minute that conversation turned into you've been misdiagnosed and you need to fix this for your own sake and for Curtis's that's the moment I cared up to that point did not care but this story absolutely does need to be told and I hope they tell it in the right way and I hope they fully go there I would love for them to like make it up make it a make it a major case let it let there be more people that he knew from the neighborhood he he raised his family in that were also misdiagnosed and he was one of the few that survived that like i would love to see a long drawn out story where i'll take the shit to court like why not like do where did tom where did tommy and curtis grow up like where where did that initial his misdiagnosis take place oh uh baltimore Baltimore, Baltimore, maryland Yeah, okay. that's where all of them came from, except Sean, he was from Detroit. He moved to Maryland when he was a kid. Why do I know this? I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> we know why I know this, but yeah, they're all from Baltimore. Like it's a hospital show. You could in- randomly introduce a doctor from Curtis from um Marshall's Pass. Well, and they would can't... have to care that it's a hospital show. Oh, that's been about and that's the other thing y'all get on here like they like people get on the timeline every day it's a hot it's called the name of the show is general hospital where are all the hospital stories well you're gonna forbid it's a hospital story about black people exactly different then it's a different take because it's a medical story we let's let's think who's in the story they like curtis they like portia they like some people TJ. like Curtis and like some people like Curtis and Portia as a unit. They need to use TJ more in this story because people like him. But somehow everybody forgets about the people they care about in the story and just focuses on the fact that they don't like uh Marshall or had that is the timeline calls him. <laughs> it's just like what what do you want? There Portia's a doctor, TJ is a doctor. She's coming at this from a family perspective and from a medical perspective we're getting what we want technically it's just that it doesn't feature the characters you want it to feature yeah that's what it is because i guarantee you you swap out these characters and put some white faces there people would be a-okay eating it up oh this is so heartbreaking oh i can't believe they did this to insert some old white person they love yeah Uh, it's like i'm just Oh, this is Emmy Emmy worthy performances, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then too, let's not forget. Like again, I don't think that they're gonna go here. I don't know if they have the. To be honest, I don't know if they have the range to go here. But let's not forget that this all came up. Like his diagnosis all came about because he was arrested taking part in a protest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell, it this and... genuinely could have been deliberate. <clears throat> they just don't want to. Yeah. So it's like I just wish that y'all would <laughs> uh like I said, I just wish that people would be a, would engage a little more critically with their media because some of the 
the things that were being said on the timeline were so dismissive. Yeah, and I even saw a couple people like trying to vilify Portia for how she handled this, and I'm just like, she didn't do it to be mean. She was doing it. Like, yeah, uh, that too. I mean, as we have discussed at length with Black female characters, they are not given grace or the benefit of the doubt because there were so many people who apparently missed the memo that Curtis does not have the genetic the genetic yep. markers for schizophrenia and therefore no Portia was not doing this just to protect her paternity secret but y'all immediately jumped to the absolute like worst yeah worst that's the default setting for for people so i mean i'm not surprised at this point but it's definitely disappointing Especially when it's there in black, like in color, we saw that Curtis doesn't carry the marker. So it can't be about protecting her paternity secret. We all just hate black women. I did not expect this conversation to lead here, but I love when moments like this happen. I don't quite know how to segue Sarah into your... um... (laughs) Making the rounds moment, but I'm going to do it anyway. So what exactly are you picking? Uh, Kamsi's Joss Index. Honestly, I hope we get the aftermath of that tomorrow. I hope we it will fall into, I hope it doesn't fall into Tuesday or to, into the <laughs> abyss. And also, well, I understand that now Cam and Joss are broken up. Fuck y'all on the timeline <laughs> who are saying she didn't cheat on Cam. She's oh my God. That, we mm. all saw it in 4K. So please shut the fuck up. As I said, when you allow another person to penetrate you before breaking up with your boyfriend, that is cheating, whether you call it making love or fucking. That was so hilarious. This is like the Eden had to come on the timeline and say, that's not how that works. (laughs) These people are so ridiculous. Yeah, but that's mine. I just hope Cam really gets point of view. I hope it's not one of those, oh, I can explain and it happened afterwards. And no, bitch. We all saw it in 4K that you cheated on Cam. Whether you and and Dex were making love or not, you still <laughs> cheated on him. And I just feel like Cam is owed point of view, and I hope we get to Big see time. Yeah. when they pick back up this week. And that's it. And, and I hope that, like, she's... It's going to be painful, but I hope that she's honest with him and doesn't try to make it like they... And I think yeah. Soap Upper Die just alluded to the fact that he is going to find out that she cheated, which thank you because it's been irking me that he didn't know and then he's and then it it's you know it's he's gonna be like damn spencer was right you really were hiding something from me or something like that i'm sure because spencer called it he knew he knew the whole grown apart thing wasn't the full story because it's not complete bullshit because they did grow apart but it wasn't the full story but i'm i'm excited to kind of see how that plays out and also for us to discuss it next week. I think and it's now gonna we piss me off, but 
Go ahead. <laughs> well, even if it pisses you off, it's still going to make for a fun discussion. Yeah. Uh, but now we can move on into our praise or shade segment. Nick, what are you praising or shading this week? Pam, I want to do both. I can't, though. Um, hmm. I'm going to um, praise. Um, the scenes with Portia Curtis and Marshall were really good. Um, it tugged on my heartstrings. I really liked them. Um, they hit it a little close to home because, like, my family's currently dealing with some, a relative of mine is currently dealing with some mental health stuff right now. So, like, and, like, we're kind of, we want, we want people to get tested, but we're also worried about what recommendations from the doctors could look like because we've seen it a little bit so like it it really was it was it was it was fun to watch it was heartwarming to watch because curtis really cares about him and you can see that but you also can see that curtis doesn't really know how to tell his dad hey just do this for me so portia had to say it like <laughs> like you got these two big grown men who are terrible at communicating Portia's not the best at it but she's better at it than they are and she's trying to help them navigate the little bit of relationship they're trying to have and it was just nice to see and I say this as someone who didn't always like the Ashfords Portia and Trina made me like them (laughs) (laughs) but um it was really really um nice to see and um, Robert Gossett was really good. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he got another Emmy nomination because he got one last year uh, or two years. Oh, ago. did he? Yeah, he got a guest. Um, a guest one his first year here. Is he on contract now? I think so. Dylan, what are you praising or shading this week? Um, I am going to. This is going to sound weird, but I am going to praise. Our favorite uncle. Well, he's not winning the uncle off, but he's still in the running. And that's (laughs) that's Uncle Victor Cassidine. Like, I loved those scenes. (laughs) Like, he was just like packing up Nicholas's stuff with zero cares. Cause, yeah. When he he said Ava is coming home, you just won't be here, I screamed. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, um, Victor is a character that we should not enjoy at all. Like, <laughs> the only reason I think the only reason I do is because Charles Shaughnessy is just that charming. Exactly. Like <laughs> I, I have to catch myself and remind myself every once in a while that oh yeah, so you're he's, supposed he's, to hate this man. He's the devil, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's I or at least he was him. fucking the devil, aka like he's just and it's weird because when he first got there I was like oh this is not gonna work how is this gonna work that's Shane Donovan he belongs in Salem what's happening (laughs) like none of this makes why is Victor British like none of this makes sense (laughs) and (laughs) he was Australian before (laughs) I don't care anymore I don't care I like he's British (laughs) I argue with the wall that's my Spencer Cassidy. <laughs> well, Victor Cassidy. I just, I love him. I love him so much. And I love how he manages to work in scenes with everyone. 
Yeah, he does. So, like, I I would like more of him, and I would like them to like pick the story up. Can we can we pick it up, please? Please, because like us trying to, because this all tying back into the Ice Princess, which we haven't acknowledged in seven hundred years. Can we like? move this along yeah like we need to get on that because i i the more victor on my screen at this point the better so that's my praise for the week sarah what about you what are you praising or shading i'm also going to praise um mine i mentioned it earlier but it's heather and (laughs) ryan (laughs) i just love those scenes so much i think they were well executed and they're both crazy, but a different type of crazy. Heather, she's very irrational and does things impulsively, while Ryan is very um, calculating in the way he does stuff. And also just John Lindstrom in general. Um, when I see him as Kevin, like I'm so uninterested. <laughs> it's terrible to say. So uninterested. But I feel like he does crazy and he does Ryan so well that again i know i'm supposed to hate ryan because he's fucking crazy but i just want to see more of him on my screen um so yeah so my 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 praise goes to both of them i really enjoyed those scenes um of course we don't want too much of it because i i think it could be a little bit over the top sometimes but um overall i think the scenes with heather and ryan were just really really great excellent choice I'm going to be praising as well. And I'm just going to be praising um, Cynthia Watchers, mainly because she had to endure some ugliness on the timeline this week for absolutely no reason other than people are stupid. And she handled it with such grace. And I love her so much for that. Yeah, no, people are crazy. They really need to um, separate real from real, as as Dylan likes to say, because what does Nina have anything to do with Cynthia? Of course, Cynthia's playing her, but that's not who she is in real life. And so for to, to say those kind of hurtful things and then have the audacity to tag her in it. So dumb. Like, like seek like... help. Seek help. Please. And she just handled it with such grace. Like, I love her. I loved her so much already, despite my feelings on Nina. And this just made me love her that much more. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Cynthia Watros because despite the trolls on Twitter, you are doing an amazing job and we do love your portrayal as Nina. And I just felt that needed to be said. Yeah. Have- Considering she played Annie Dutton, I think she's been <laughs> dealing with real crazies for a lot longer than she has um, Twitter crazies. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Before it was a lot of internet and social media, they people used to come in person and cuss you out. <laughs> I'm not sure which is worse, to be honest. I, I think I think the I think in person is way worse. I think they're both worse in their own right because the internet stuff i mean it's on the internet forever even if it gets deleted with all the the screenshots and stuff it's there forever 
But if someone cusses you out in real life, like you feel that, ooh, I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot too. But yeah, no, these people are crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, but does anybody have any final thoughts for the week before I wrap this up? Um, I'll say, where are Trina and TJ and and uh, Jordan? There's a story for them. Just use them, please. Right. Especially when and when it's obvious that they should be there. Like TJ definitely should have been in the scenes with Marshall. Or had scenes with him about this because TJ's the reason he came back. Remember they went looking for him, him and Curtis? Yeah. Um, oh my and, God, that's and, right. And then Trina, her absence is glaring because it's weird. Her best friends are falling apart and she's nowhere to be found. So stupid. And give Jordan somebody to do or something. <laughs> no, you said somebody you, to do. Yeah, you, you were right said, the first time. You were right the first time. <laughs> my god does she need she desperately desperately needs it she deserves it after getting away from curtis terrible ass (laughs) (laughs) and on that note we will see y'all next week bye everybody bye y'all take care y'all bye